All right, guys, welcome back to the DDD Buzz podcast. Honestly, today, you guys, I don't even know how we got Spencer on here, but they got Spencer. He's the owner of HomeGrid. They do um, everything with batteries. So everyone that's been asking us about, hey, can we learn how to bundle batteries and solar? This is the day. So Spencer's a super busy guy, and he's on here. We're pumped to have him. So thanks for being on, Spencer. Absolutely. This is great. Um, yeah, Spencer, did, he'll tell you, but he's, um, he knows door to door. He knows solar, he knows batteries. So he's the best guy to have on, but dude, Spencer, just, just give us a little intro about yourself, man. Yeah, I'm here in Salt Lake. Um, most of uh, the last 10 years I was doing door to door. I'd sold anything from phones with caliber and was doing, uh, alarms with Vivint, did pass control uh you know sold a couple of other things in between and then finished uh finished college did uh industrial engineering and design and then we started this uh which is home grid and so for the last two years it was pretty much living on the road uh initially in california and then you know, for the last year touring around the country opening up you know nationwide channels uh for uh for home grid to get out there so i'm a utah native love climbing and skiing and uh pretty passionate about environmentalism well that, that's crazy because i feel like when people think about you know solar manufacturers battery manufacturers it's like there's no way that they're in utah or even know anything about door-to-door but somehow dude it's just like they're spencer and you're just like one of us <laughs> Just a little bit smarter because no. you know you know how to build stuff. No, I'm just kidding, kind of. Um, so, dude, um, yeah, take us through. So, a lot of reps, what they want to know is kind of how batteries work as a whole. A lot of times, it's just like, hey, at the end of the cell, let's just throw on a Tesla power wall and let's be good. But I think there's a lot more to it, and that's like the next phase of solar. Solar's still huge, but. The next phase is, hey, let's add on batteries and let's actually make these homeowners independent, you know, have have energy when the grid goes down. Um, well, so just give us kind of your thoughts, what you're seeing in the market, the battery market as a whole. Yeah, totally. So the way that the market's gone, um, Sonin over in Germany really built the market. Uh, if you look at their map of deployments, you can see almost the outline of Germany. And what they're doing over there is they're they're such an advanced stage and have so many deployments out in the field that they have this virtual power plant network and essentially the batteries so many people have batteries that people are buying and selling power like a regular market so they supplement each other's power needs um and if there's ever a spike in consumption there's so many batteries that have power they just can easily flow there which is significantly better than what we have um, with coal power plants and natural gas power plants, you can't, it's really difficult. They have to build all these really expensive peaker power plants to supplement if, in case of a spike, right? So um, everybody, the batteries is actually extremely beneficial, not only for uh, the homeowners, but um, the, the utility companies are very excited about this next wave. Here in the U.S., consumption is significantly higher too. I mean, uh, 
you look at we have five ton AC units, two of them down in Texas. They're consuming 100 kilowatt hours plus a day. And uh, Tesla opened the market here in the US and they've done a phenomenal job. Uh, and just like with Tesla, uh, and Elon, I feel like, is, uh, is open about that. He open sources it. They come out with great product, but he wants better product to come out as well. He wants to open the market and then for there to be really good competition and superior tech to, to push everybody to bring better tech to the table. Um, so here in the market, people know about batteries. A lot of solar guys are getting asked about batteries. Nobody knows how to sell them. Nobody knows how to size them. Um, and they don't really know the kind of the basics behind batteries, uh, but they know that this is going to be this is going to be big in the next five years. Solar is going to be entering kind of the commodity space. It's going to be just every single home. You're going to hit that hockey stick effect where so many people are leaving the grid that the utility prices are spiking. So everybody leaves. Big. Mm -hmm. If you look at California, there was a day this year where solar produced more power than California consumed, wow. which is crazy because they only have 20% attachment. Now, it's not really hard to fathom a day in the next five years where the utility companies have are nobody consuming from them. So they're freaking out, right? So they're yeah. they're uh, they're realizing that they need to get ahead of the curve and really um, change their model. Uh, so going over batteries in the US, what I think is going to be the big shifts I think the chemistry is obviously going to be lithium iron phosphate for the next five years. Tesla's already announced, even for their vehicles, and I'll go over what that means. Um, Tesla's already announced that they're shifting to that chemistry. It's a better chemistry for the job. Um, I think that the batteries are going to be not geared towards partial offset. I think what American want, Americans want is full home backup. I, want, I think Americans want... Uh, the convenience of if the power shut off, that nothing would happen. Everything would stay on. You know, the, they're not dependent on the utility company. And I think that's that's exactly what most Americans like as Americans. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's something worth investing fifteen grand into, right? I mean, I think that's paying fifteen grand to power your fridge and lights not that exciting. Yeah. But being your own independent microgrid virtual power, you know, you really are your own little power plant. That is exciting. Um, and people are already paying 15 grand for generators. And this is a, this is just the the modern version of a generator. Well, and so with that 15 grand, um, you know, you can get maybe like one, one and a half batteries, which for like bigger homes, that doesn't power the whole, whole home. So are you saying that potentially prices are going to go down or what, what are you seeing in the pricing and being able to power the whole home? Yeah, 15, 15 grand, 15 to $18,000 should power well over 50% of homes, 70, 60% of homes in the US. Okay. So the average consumption, if you, um, the average consumption is about 30 to 35 kilowatt hours uh, per homeowner. Um, so solar should be able to kick off about half of that, sometimes even two thirds of it, right? During the day, the sun shining, depending on your area, how big your as long as you have at least an 85% offset of solar, it should cover at least half of your consumption. So that means you only have 15 to 18 kilowatt hours you need to cover for. For our our battery, uh, you can get 
15 to 18 kilo, you can get our 19.2 kilowatt hour battery. Yeah, solar converter installed for under that 15, $18,000. Yeah. So at that point, it's full home backup. Well, dude, yeah, that's what I love about what you guys are doing at Home Grid, just giving you guys a plug too. It's like, you guys are innovative in that Tesla. And I've seen it when I've sold and when other reps sell is you only have an, one option with Tesla and everyone thinks that. So you're like, okay, you can either get one power wall. I don't know how, how many kilowatt hours is. 13.6. 13.6 or two. That's it. Nothing in between. Mm -hmm. Just walk us through how home grid works where it's like, hey, with home grid, it's like you can, you guys are so innovative with your Lego technology that it's like you could get anything in between. I don't know if that's like a hit on you guys calling it Legos, but I think it's just oh, easy we, to understand I love that. that. <laughs> it is Legos. That's how I always, uh, I always call it Legos. It's exactly right. I don't think I can uh, officially put that in any publications. I don't want Lego to sue me, although that would be hilarious. <laughs> um, but it actually might be good publicity, right? If Lego's suing us, everyone's like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> company sued by Legos. Yeah, so essentially yeah. what we have here, we wanted it to be very modular. I'll show a quick, you know, 10 seconds of our uh, install video. You can see before you had to mount these on the wall and they weren't terribly modular. Um, and so, you know, even look at Tesla, it's in increments of about 14 kilowatt hours. Uh, so if you want to upgrade your system, you have to go a full 14 kilowatt hours bigger and double the price of everything. For ours, it's, you know, for about $2,000 more, you can upgrade your entire uh, microgrid. And it's about a five minute process. You just pop on the, the other Lego. There's no wiring on the side. It's as simple as setting it down. So just like a Lego. Incredibly that, easy. That cool. And you can do a lot of the batteries. A lot of the batteries are limited in how much capacity. So there's two things that matter with batteries, the capacity and the output. Uh, and the, the problem is a lot of the batteries are not modular so we're not terribly modular and so the capacity is is a to add to it it's pretty clunky mm -hmm. but also you can't run more than one or two in parallel for a lot of these these other batteries so you can only reach you know 40 50 kilowatt hours with ours in one stack you can go 40 to 50 you know it's 40 kilowatt hours and then you can go in parallel um well past 500 kilowatt hours yeah was, uh, you, you told me you guys have powered a whole island with your batteries let's see that yeah don't, don't try to <laughs> no, be sure, that's that's a, come on we want to see it yeah here's the here's the island we powered so you know eight of these lego pieces tall so that gets you 38.4 kilowatt hours and then you can run them in parallel like this and we did that on this island over here in the bahamas uh we're gonna have to go to a field trip and uh seriously dude that'd be cool <laughs> totally let's do it let's do it's sam taggart's listening let's do ddd con seven at the bahamas right at here the, <laughs> powered, <laughs> the whole con can be powered by it. <laughs> oh geez dude that's cool and then you were telling me before too um you know and yeah we're talking about home grid but i think it's important for reps to know there's other options out there because totally if, yeah, it's, you know, if you want to go with Tesla, I mean, you might not agree, but it's like, go with Tesla. But, you know, there's other options that are, like Elon said, he's he's open sourcing everything. So I think HomeGrid's better currently. And also because Tesla's backed up. 
like we see your warehouse right here. Yep. The inventory for Tesla, it's like, hey, yeah, you want a Tesla Powerwall? Yeah, we'll, we'll install your solar and install your Powerwall a couple months later. Home grid, you know, how long does it take you guys to ship it out to a rep, you know, a homeowner wants it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is our warehouse in Henderson, and we ship out usually within the week, but our lead times, we tell people are two weeks. So we have well over a thousand of these. 19.2 stacks. These are the 24s. Um, but we have you know, thousands of these modules there, and we can ship them out to our distribution partners um, within the, usually a couple of days. Wow. See, that's just another another bonus, you know, because that's what happens in <clears throat> in the economy. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, okay, Tesla's first to market. Everyone knows it. So they're backed up, you know. So then, yeah, yeah. we need new entrants to come in and be like, Hey, actually, we provide the same, a little bit better product, not as known yet, and that's what needs to happen, and we can get it to you faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the big thing that Tesla's running into right now is sourcing. So they have nickel cobalt batteries, so it's lithium nickel manganese cobalt, um, NMC, and cobalt and nickel are... When anybody asks, you know, are there conflict minerals or um, supply chain issues with some of these, uh, you know, the components and, uh, you know, uh, chemical makeup, you know, when you're looking at kind of like the raw materials, um, they're talking about cobalt and nickel. And so if you like, you look at the Taliban owns about a trillion dollars of cobalt right now. Yeah. They have to get, you know, cobalt from, uh, the Congo, there's a lot of like child labor going on. So it's incredibly difficult to get those. Uh, everybody's shifting away to lithium iron phosphate. Uh, not only is the performance significantly better, but you can get iron from just grinding up old cars. Uh, super easy to source it. We have none of the same sourcing problems uh, as, as Tesla. So they are shifting. They've already announced. Another big issue with uh, NMC batteries is that they're explosive. Mm. Um, can you see my screen? Yeah. So what happens with this is a quick little video. So LG had a huge recall. LG was probably the most installed battery for these door to door guys um, besides mm -hmm. Tesla. And then LG had a huge recall it's because it's their cells are punctured. There's mm -hmm. this thing called thermal runaway. With lithium iron phosphate, there's there's no thermal runaway mm -hmm. um, or virtually none. Dude, so. that's funny because last night I was on YouTube researching about batteries, knowing that, you know, we were going to be chatting. And it's funny because I was like, I was like researching the new technologies and it's like, oh, seawater batteries and stuff, just because, you know, like the, mm -hmm. the salt, it's easier. And I was like, why? And they're like, it's non-flammable. So now after seeing this video, I'm like, oh, okay, that's why. But you're saying with, yeah. Um, which which chemical makes it flammable, or is it just that that makeup? Yeah, it's the cobalt. The cobalt. Um, <clears throat> so it'll oh, yeah. spit out an oxygen, so it'll burn underwater. So the the big old microgrid, um, LG's PR team's not as good as Tesla, so they got they got pretty hammered. Uh, but well, Tesla had their fair share of problems. They had a microgrid in Arizona that melted to the ground and it just was like three days of like they opened the pit of the earth and um 
there's one in Australia it took hundreds of firemen to put out. So it's it's obviously not the direction that everybody wants to go. It's too hard to source um, yeah. and it's more dangerous. But the other big thing that I think most people would care about more than that, frankly, I think safety is number one, right? But I don't think most of these homes are going to burn down from it, although LG did have a lot. Yeah. Um, the n- number one thing that really I think the homeowner wants is they want more bang for their buck. They're going to spend money on this. They want it to power their whole home. The problem with NMC, with these NMC batteries, if you look at like the power wall, is that the the other thing that I mentioned, you can see my screen, right? Yeah. So the other thing that I mentioned that is important about batteries is the output. And the reason I don't think it's caught on enough here in the US is because the output was too small. It'd be like you buy a, a BMW and it can only go 30 miles an hour on the freeway. Like, yeah. Not terribly <laughs> exciting, right? But yeah. if you could go three times that right if you go three times that then it'll send it's a very exciting car um so the 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 power wall has about five kilowatt continuous and seven kilowatt surge so you have with that you can't power more than your fridge and lights um what solar uh just came out with is a 15 kilowatt uh continuous inverter mm. which pairs up perfectly with the home grid stack. So it's 15 kilowatt continuous with a 24 kilowatt surge. So now for the same price point, uh, all in when you're looking at labor costs uh, and equipment costs, now it's three times more power. So you can actually power the whole home and you can create that ecosystem. So not only is the capacity uh, so easy to customize, uh, and I hope other batteries do come out with, uh, you know, really great tech. I. I genuinely care about the space and like the advancements here and and I hope that you know we're able to help create a more competitive ecosystem but right now we're about three to four times better than pretty much all of the incumbents in the market yeah I mean I can I can see that and I'm yeah I'm not just saying that and like you said I've started to see others come out with the Lego technology and I'm like geez hungry that's home grid. But um, like you said, you know, that if you aren't doing that technology, you're kind of screwing the homeowner because it's like, hey, yeah. you want X amount of, you know, kilowatt hours to power your whole home. Well, actually, you need two of these instead of saying, hey, let's just add one more module to totally. the Lego stack. It's like, OK, that's, you know, that's that's not fair. Um, and from a sales perspective, you know, yeah. being able to upsell or downsell is important. So if price is an objection, if they're running into the problem of like, hey, like it's just like two grand too much, just drop it down a module. Um, if they're like all excited, you've built the energy and the value and they're ready to go and they want to kind of err on the side of having more power and you know, making sure that the in case anything happens or just like they totally want to offset their power bill, you can always upsell another module and you can just kind of fill the room there. No, dude, that's that's why I think reps are so excited about this. And I think that's what we should go into next is, you know, you're you were in door to door. You're the battery guy. So if I'm a rep and I'm selling no matter what battery, how, how, did, how do you go through the sales process? Because I feel like, like I said at the beginning, it's OK, we got your solar. Oh, let's do a battery. And then it's kind of like, you know, I'm not speaking for all reps. Some reps are probably more educated, but most reps are really educated on solar not really educated on batteries so just educate us on 
going into a home, what questions homeowners are going to ask and how they should respond. I know, totally. you, could, yeah, I know you could do a two hour training on this, but just like quickly walk us through that. Yeah, no, totally. 100%. And we actually would love to do that two hour training whenever, uh, if, if any of these reps do want more information, please reach out to us and we can continue to go over the objections with you. Uh, my team is built out, you know, mainly from guys here in Salt Lake that do have a lot of door-to-door -door experience. So we can definitely help you out and um, yeah. go through yeah, the- you got, you got to do that, you know? Owners, yeah. it's like, do it. Tesla's backed up. Tesla's not going to help you sell a battery. These guys are door-to-door -door experts and battery guys. Like, this is what door-to-door -door companies should be selling, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, so- I think a lot of the homeowners are already asking the sales guys from what I've heard. They're already kind of opening it themselves. Like, hey, what about a battery? Usually it's the sales guy that's like, hey, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm not going to risk my sale here. Uh, <laughs> bringing in this like can of worms, which I get, especially because a lot of the companies aren't really incentivizing the sales guys uh, to get better commissions for adding on, you know, 15, 20 grand more. So we've been working with a lot of these door door companies, making sure that they are incentivizing. They like the text there. And, and now we just need to make sure it's worthwhile for the guys to make that money. Um, because it really, the value add is definitely there now with this. Uh, so the way I would bring it up, if the homeowner hadn't brought it up with me, I'd say, hey, have you heard about batteries? Um, and then, you know, kind of have a little conversation with them. Essentially, you can go over the points that what a battery will do for you is that when the sun's going down at 4 to 5 p.m., your battery's going to kick on and power your home. You've charged it in the morning. It's going to power your home through the afternoon and evening. Most of the production from solar is in the morning, but most of the consumption for the homes is in the evening. Mm. So to balance that out, you can add a battery so that you're not selling back to the grid at a really low cost and buying it back from them in the afternoon and evening for a high cost. You can use the power that you are consuming the battery, the, the grid used to operate as a battery. You could sell back and buy back at the same price, but now they give you pennies on the dollar and sell it to your neighbor for at a high cost. So um, the, the batteries do end up paying for themselves in most areas uh, within usually about a six to seven year period. Uh, so there's financial incentives. Also, you are locking in your rate. If you look at Dallas, uh, Dallas, which everyone had, you know, it was supposed to be um, deregulated energy market, and it was supposed to be bulletproof. And then we had this huge snow apocalypse, right? <laughs> Prices soared through the roof, and everyone was like, if you want to consume power during that window, it was extremely expensive. But also, there's so many people moving there, um, and there's more and more power being drawn that it went from nine cents to 18 cents in one year. Uh, so the price doubled. Who knows what it's going to do next year? What about the year after that with inflation? Who knows, genuinely? um it's it's worse than bitcoin like it <laughs> right? could be anywhere um and gas dude yeah yeah everyone, exactly everyone's complaining about gas freaking gas has almost doubled but it's like totally like you know utility prices have doubled in a year yeah and and so you can whether what everybody's just hacking on batteries into their solar so it's really only an extra you know 10 bucks a month at most uh for the homeowner usually um for most of these uh for most of these loans so it's really not they're not going to notice the difference monthly 
and it'll lock in their rate so that they don't care at all for the next 15 years what the utility company does. They've locked in their rate uh, between solar and batteries. And if they ever want to upgrade the system, super simple. Uh, so there is the finance side of it, which I feel like is the side. I feel like um, that's what's going to capture the attention of most homeowners. There are also the benefits of, you know, when the snowpocalypse hit in Texas, a lot of people realized that if you just had solar and you didn't have a battery, your solar would shut off. You can't have your power going back into the grid because it could kill the utility workers. So they force you to shut it off. But if you have a battery, you can island. So just hacking on even a small battery, a 10 kilowatt hour battery, still allows you to island and you can power your home. So when you're investing 30 grand into a solar array, pretty much uh, is useless is if the power shuts off, you know, if the power shuts off. So uh, I think a lot of people are realizing as well, like the safety aspect of it. Um, this also is significantly better than a generator. With a generator, you're dependent on fuel, the noise, the, the fumes, yeah, I don't know. That's that's my question. Why would you get solar and a generator? Can, can you connect them? So the the inverters now, the solar inverter, you can actually input uh, a generator into their system, and then you know when when our power shut off, when we just had a generator, we were running like extension cords, and it was a total shit show. It's just like yeah, you had to plug everything into it, and it was a nut. But now with the with these inverters, these hybrid inverters like solar. Um, the home becomes an extension of the inverter. So you just plug in the generator into the inverter and it can power everything. So that can be nice in case of, uh, if the, instead of having to buy a $15,000 generator, you can buy a several hundred dollar one and help supplement it if you ever did need it. If the, if it was incredibly cloudy and your solar wasn't producing, so the battery was like not fully topped off, you can just supplement it with a small generator. Oh, that's, that's smart. So reps could do you know if a rep was super smart and like actually wanted to help the homeowner they'd say hey let's get you solar to get make you independent from the um and the utility company but to make you actually independent let's get you a battery and then to even top it off you know if it's cloudy and the power shuts off which it's like what are the odds of that you know it could be high like in texas it's like let's get you a 300 dollars generator or whatever or go to walmart or somewhere and get a 300 hundred dollar generator just in case and you're set so like, you're set that's that's helping out a homeowner it's funny because a lot of solar companies i see in post you know go go be independent from the utility companies and i'm like dude you got you guys are kind of lying to the homeowner because the only way you're truly independent is with a battery and mm -hmm. i've always thought that and i'm just like you know there's reps you know, I think reps have gotten better at this because homeowners are smarter. They used to say, oh, like homeowners would ask, so if the utility, like if my power shuts off, like I'm still going to have energy, right? And they only have panels. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're good. I'm like, dude, that could screw someone over if they're like on oxygen or something, totally. you know, like they need it. And you just totally just said, yeah, you're good. But in reality, power shuts off. You have no no power without a battery um, that's exactly right i think a lot of reps just don't get taught that mm -hmm. um, at, at first either they don't really understand um i think a lot more are starting to understand more 
Um, but yeah, I, so that's why I love that you just brought up the generator too, because it's like, you know, then like the next stage is, yeah, you're good. But in reality, like you just said, if it's cloudy, then, you know, they still could potentially not have power. So they might need a small generator just in case. But yeah, you know, yeah, to can't top it off. Because if it's, it's going to be cloudy, because if it's cloudy, you're, the sun will still, you know, there's still going to be UV. Uh, it will produce. It's going to be like 30% um, of what it's regularly producing. So at that point, you're just kind of in a negative feedback loop where if it goes day on day, um, it it's going to be hard to produce enough to power the full home. So it can a small generator can help you know supplement there. Um, something to note is not all inverters are created equal. Generac is a great company, uh, but they're a really great marketing company, and so people know about them. Um, but their inverters, you can't even plug in their AC generators into their inverter. Um, you have to get like these like super hard to find expensive proprietary DC ones. But if you look like a Solark, I feel like it's the best inverter. Um, Solark can do any generator. So just make sure when you're getting an inverter, you're getting a, a really quality what about one. Enphase? I feel like a lot of these companies are using Enphase. Enphase also incredible marketing company. Um, the Enphase, I here's my rundown on Enphase. I feel like the string inverters of the past and the panels of the past made it so if a leaf fell on a panel, then the production would go down. And so solar edge and end phase um, were really important to kind of overcome that because they had optimization and panel level um, monitoring. And so it made a full, a better system all around. Now, each panel has these diodes um, that allow for optimization and the string inverters now are really great for optimization. It's pretty much rendered microinverters useless, which is all Enphase's entire company is built on those microinverters. Um, so my, I think I think micros are going to be the thing of the past. Uh, I think there's much better solutions. Although the IQAs look cool, um, they do allow for the you won't have power in the evening and when the sun goes down you're not gonna have power but it is if the power shuts off it can create some level of islanding which is cool I like them that they're going in that direction and maybe they can find out a way to stay relevant but i don't feel like the tech is there their battery is actually one of the worst batteries on the market um this is what it looks like so it's a huge hassle to install them you have to take up an entire wall and the output is is very low so you don't turn on your microwave with one of these guys. Um, <laughs> it looks like the LG house. Yeah, well, it's just like it just can't power it. Just will, wow. it's just like a very low power battery. Um, okay, yeah, that's it's good to know because I mean a lot of what I've seen most companies are using end phase, but mm -hmm. I don't I don't even know yeah how the sourcing and procurement works in the with the solar companies i'm just getting to understand that so it's like that um you know potentially it's like yeah if you know you need to look into it more if you really want to help out the homeowners yeah and it, the the better tech will win um i feel like Enphase will pivot their model um they're a good company and i, I appreciate what they've done but they it usually with a lot of these 
these sales groups, door to door guys, is, um, they're kind of reliant on what their installer mm -hmm. um, is willing to install. And it's a yeah, pretty big about the inverters or the panels usually just like, yeah, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And it's a lot of work to get your install crews to shift product. You have to train them all up on it, go through the hassle of, you know, what if this goes wrong? And, you know, they have to, they have to really know the product. So it's a, it's a big lift to get some of these massive nationwide installers to shift. Um, but I feel like people are going to steer away from um, the current model, which is a, uh, pretty expensive micros. I think you do need some level of rapid shutdown, uh, but you can get those rapid shutdown devices for a fraction of the cost. So I think that's it's gonna be something to note in the future. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so no, that, I love all that. That's, I think it's good for reps to know. Cause I, you know, I've been in houses sometimes where some home, homeowners really want to know, hey, like, what does this mean about the panel? What does this mean about, I mean, actually I've never got a question about inverters. I don't think homeowners even know, but they're really important. Um, right. No, there's nobody. The yeah, panel. that's like, yeah, yeah, totally. It's like, yeah, I've researched the panels, but in reality, it's like, okay, the inverter is super important too. And then, yeah, I think, I think battery actually is probably the most, like they want, they probably can get the most knowledge because it just makes more sense. It's like kind of, I feel like a panel is just so like new to people, inverters are like whatever, but a battery is kind of like, yeah, I know about a generator, kind of helps them so you really should be knowledgeable um i guess to like yeah to to finish off so we talked about kind of what a sales rep should do so how does a sales rep like size the system i know yeah you, you know if they really want to sell this or sell it's like they should get more training and like really understand what needs to happen but like how do they size it and how do they know how much you know battery a homeowner needs depending on the options totally. like what's the math behind it yeah the reps, so, that, the reps that don't know yeah essentially it can be it doesn't have to be scientific it really doesn't um essentially it's going to help you know the solar is going to stop producing in the afternoon anywhere from 4 to 6 p.m and then your battery is going to kick on help offset your your power bill uh so if you did 10 kilowatt hour battery and you wanted to keep you know 80 percent uh if you wanted to keep uh or if you wanted to push 80 percent of that battery power into your home um and keep 20 percent in there just in case then you're gonna have eight kilowatt hours that's gonna help supplement your power so that's okay. gonna offset eight kilowatt hours of consumption from the grid if you did a 20 kilowatt hour battery uh, you could have as much as 15 kilowatt hours that is supplementing so what it's going to do is just offset your power bill by, you know, 80% of the battery size. And so it doesn't have to be scientific. It really doesn't. If price is an objection, just go on the smaller end, stick with a 10 kilowatt hour battery. If they don't ever want to drop them, just add on if they want they to can add on. Um, here is a sizing tool and this can help if you take your bill and, um, you look at whatever month has the highest consumption. We've based this off of an 85% offset. So instead of having, you could also do a smaller solar array, you know, before, if you're really looking to give the homeowner full value, before a lot of these sales guys were, you know, we were selling it for 110%, that's what we were taught, 110% offset, 120%. Mm -hmm. 
don't really need that. 85% offset better uh, if you have a battery, uh, usually for the homeowner, because they'll end up paying um, less for a more for better value by getting a battery in a smaller solar. So if you look at that and if you did like 1500 kilowatt hours, let's say July was maybe 1500 kilowatt hours, this will spit out three different sizes. And then for our system, um, like if you're going to go with the Tesla, you could go with one and that'd be kind of like in the middle range. If you're going to go with ours, uh, you could either go up to the 19.2 battery or down to the 14.4, depending on the homeowner. But essentially, as long as you cover about half of the consumption, um, then, you know, if you look at the, the power bill and, and you're finding that they're drawing about 40 kilowatt hours a day, um, then if you did a 20 kilowatt hour battery and cover half of it, they usually won't ever draw from the grid. And what that means is you're not really drawing from the grid in normal times. So when the power shuts off, you'll probably consume less because you'll be aware of it and you'll still just use your battery in the evening, sun, you know, solar is going to cover you in the, in the day and your battery in the evening. And then the next day, the battery is going to be recharged by solar. So you'll still be just like every day, your own little microgrid and little power plant. So you won't have to worry about power outages. Yeah. So for reps that, all right, I'm still trying to understand this too, is how does that work? You know, if you, if your solar is powering your home during the day, how does the battery get charged for the night? You know, does it just split it, or is it just like, is it because like a hundred percent of what the solar is supposed to produce, like you said, is in the morning towards the afternoon, and you're only using about half of that, so the other half goes into the battery, and then the battery, you know, su supplies you with um, energy for the rest of the night. Is that kind of how it works? Essentially, that's exactly right. Um, so what you just went over was exactly it. Is most of the production's in the morning, so the battery can get fully charged up. Uh, in the morning, most people aren't really running their ACs or the solar is designed to be beyond. It's designed more for the afternoon and evening, you know, if they're for the afternoon anyway. So it's like, good. Um, you'll be good. It'll charge it up in the morning. And Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I was just, I know homeowners would ask that, or at least people like me, I'm like, wait, how does that work? So it's just good for reps to understand because it's like, yeah, I know how solar works exactly, but when we're adding a battery and you know that's just the next phase and reps should start to get trained on that for whichever battery they're selling so something on that to know is usually so in a solar array we'll call it like a seven kilowatt array um that's just how much it can spit out at the peak um in any given moment uh as far as kilowatt hours you can just use a, an easy figure to figure out how much it's going to really produce how much energy um because kilowatt is just instantaneous output kilowatt hours is actual volume it's uh it's the you know when you're talking about a battery it's the capacity it's the size of the bucket of energy mm, um yeah. so you can multiply the kilowatt like seven kilowatt solar array by four is usually a good figure and that it'll roughly produce about 28 kilowatt hours mm, so if you yeah. give them a 10 kilowatt uh solar ring then it'll be producing about 40 kilowatt hours uh and that's that's plenty for most homes okay yeah i think that that math right there you know will help out reps at least kind of like help the mm -hmm. homeowners understand hey you know in reality you don't need 
105% offset like we're doing with your solar power. It's like with the battery, it's different. You know, we can do about half um, because of, you know, what you explained earlier and then do the math with them and say, okay, yep. So it looks like you're going to be, you know, producing or the battery is going to be about 40. Sorry, you're going to be producing about 40. So you only need like a 20, 20 uh, kilowatt hour battery, right? Totally. Yep. Cool. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's good stuff, dude, for, <clears throat> this has been perfect for reps. This is what they've been telling us they needed, they wanted, and this is perfect to, to get a door-to-door -door guy on here, battery guy, combine them. So yeah, for all reps, for sure, you know, you know, talk to Spencer, reach out to him. We'll put the link in our, you know, in the bio and the podcast or YouTube, wherever this is going to be. And then um, reach out, dude. And you know, how long would it does it usually take for you guys to train up, train up a company, a rep on it, and then for them to be able to start selling it? Um, as far as just the sales side of it, definitely within a half hour. Um, if 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 they know batteries, then 20, 30 minutes. If we want to go on more, you know, really a more comprehensive training, um looking at different chemistries and kind of what that means when you're looking at um a bit more usually within an hour though um you can you can be pretty well trained on, okay. on what you're offering to the homeowner um so on the installer side you guys um are gonna the installer has to have the knowledge to install the battery right so it's totally. kind of like the twofold where it's like hey i want to sell home grid but it's like well, yeah, it's not that easy. The installer's got to, you know, know how to install it, have the, you know, procurement all figured out with you guys, right? Totally. Luckily with ours, the install process on the battery is about 30 minutes. It's, the, in, the battery's incredibly easy. You watch your five-minute video and you'll be good to go. Um, the inverter usually is kind of the, uh, the slower part of the learning process for the installers, but the Solark's an all-in-one inverter. It's an incredibly simple inverter to learn. So within... You know, I could teach an installer how to do it. I, I'm, you know, I'm not an electrician and I installed a, a solar and it was incredibly easy. Just, it was like mounting a box onto a wall and putting three wires into it. So we'll do that. That also, I mean, just on the installer side, these guys are backed up. So I'm sure these install companies are like, dude, we're already two, two months out. I don't want it all of a sudden these reps are selling all these batteries like that's going to push us even further out because it's going to be an extra three hours to install the battery but like you just said you know if it really is that simple then it's the best of both worlds saying hey we're going to install the solar you know replace the panel do it do all the normal stuff and then at the end of it yeah we'll take 30 minutes and put put up the battery too right mm -hmm. so. and it's usually like a the the problem is usually the conduit conduit takes forever so it's usually about a four hour five hour full you know full install yeah. uh, but most of that's going to be the conduit yeah so once that's done yeah just put in the yeah bag. putting on the the solar is a couple minutes you just screw it in and then put the wires in 15 minute commission super easy cool uh, yeah that's good for owners like i have the install company and the sales company to be like, okay, yeah. You know, what I've heard before is it takes forever to install batteries. So it's good for them to at least know to be like, hey, yeah, let's reach out and at least see if it's possible to, so we aren't pushed out even more. 
Um, just it's just um, weird how solar's working right now. You know, it's like with you're trying to maximize everything, but also like you know you don't want to get pushed back even more because then you'll lose sales reps. So it's just like mm -hmm. finding that balance. So what you guys have done, I think, is you're ahead of the curve and are helping everyone with that. So, well, dude, thanks for hopping on. You know, this is tons of educational stuff um, about batteries. Like, I don't know where you could find this type of information anywhere else. Like, not not just saying that because it's on the podcast, but it's like I'm sure reps have tried to research about batteries other places, and you know, this is going to be the place for the next couple of years. I think people are going to just listen to this podcast or these clips and say. What do I need to know about batteries? Dude, just go and listen, go and listen to Spencer. He'll he'll tell you. Um, so dude, last any uh last tips for uh, sales reps before we hop off? Um, I would just say, yeah, like master it now. I think batteries are going to be a really big part of of the next wave. And and the guys that uh, invest a little bit of time and and really become educated on them are gonna put themselves in a good a very solid situation. Um, I think uh, if you become an expert at it, there's a lot of sales groups that would love to hire you on and kind of have you as a trainer. And I've seen that with uh, with some of the groups I've worked with. So it's definitely worth the investment to uh, become an expert. Yeah, that, I think that's great for a lot of reps. Like, yeah, reps, if you're out there and you're like, hey, I want to get off the doors potentially, like there's so much opportunity with renew renewable energy. So master batteries become the best battery you know seller and be like okay i'll go and sell for home grid um here in utah so no i don't know maybe but um i think that's super smart man so thanks for hopping on yep we'll put the link in the bio and spencer yeah we'll chat with you later man cheers thanks austin